Welcome to the Purpose Fill Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast on our Q&A Thursday. Man, this is my favorite time to connect. I love Q&A days. So we have some hot topics that we're going to dive right in to discuss. We're going to talk about the social distancing learning at home during COVID-19 and homeschooling. Are we disrespecting homeschoolers by calling ourselves homeschoolers? All right, during this time, in addition to that, we're going to talk about some helpful tips for those of you all who are balancing for the first time working at home and social distancing learning with multiple grades and ages with your children and also some helpful tips for those of us who are special needs parents when it comes down to social distancing and our wild card question of handling popover guests popover guests with COVID-19 are you crazy let's talk about it So we're going to dive right into today's hot topics for our Q&A day. So the first one is the hottest. And this is one that I had to talk about because of some discussions I've had with some of my mom friends and some that I've seen on various social media platforms from Instagram to Facebook when it comes down to differentiating homeschooling from social distant learning at home. So the touchiness is this because those who have been homeschooling long term, this is what they do. This is the sacrifice that they made for their families. They're like, hey, don't call yourself homeschoolers because it's a difference. And then you have those who are at home working with their children, some working from home. You know, the dynamics may be different within that situation. And some of them also are making a sacrifice and they're like, hey, we're homeschooling, too. So let's talk about this homeschooling debate. Is it fair to call yourself or your family during this time with COVID-19 with those of us who are as a nation, not those of us, all of us are pretty much social distancing. Are we disrespecting homeschoolers by calling ourselves homeschoolers if we are working from home and working with our children during this social distancing learning at this time? So it's very, very touchy. So you know what I'm going to say? Yes, I homeschooled for three and a half years and now I'm also a teacher. And with that being said, I'm also a parent of four and I have a very uh, diverse range of children. I have a 14 year old, I have a 10 year old and I have twin six year olds. I also am a parent of a special needs child. With all that being said, with the diversity of the grades and balancing that, you know, I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about that very brief when it comes down to this particular Q&A. I do feel like for those of you all who are homeschoolers and I've made the transition to be back in public school, even that right there is kind of like, you know, that's sensitive too, to especially to go from homeschool to the private and later the public sector when it comes down to schooling. So it's, it can be sensitive to some, and I've seen different, um, posts and memes and different things associated with it. The thing about it is this situation affects everybody. It does. I know a lot of times we like to put ourselves in different subgroups of affiliation for comfort and, you know, and connection and everything like that. But I do feel like there is a difference. There's a difference when you do something full time and you have the ability to choose your curriculum. You're not under the state standards of what you do. There's not anybody randomly giving out worksheets and stuff like that for your child to do. You have the 
You've made the sacrifice and decision as a family to homeschool. You've chose your, your curriculum. This is what you do. There, there is some flexibility, but there is some structure. Now, if we want to break down the different types of homeschooling from unschooling and all that different stuff and, you know, all of that, I know, you know, that's different. Charlotte Mason and all these different things, philosophy, that's a whole different ball game. And I want people to understand that homeschooling is not for the faint at heart. And those dedicated parents work hard. And as homeschoolers, they meet. I'm saying that because I did the same thing. We had co-ops. We would meet. We would do uh, library visits. We would go to museums. We would fellowship. We had homeschooling PE. There's a routine and a structure when it comes down to homeschooling. So do not underestimate and think that they are just sitting in a room all day just with themselves and their parents and their siblings with no friends and not connecting. That is not true. And it takes a lot of hard work and it takes uh, some structure. Even if it looks flexible on the outside, it takes a lot of work with that. Now, when it comes down to those of us who are transitioning and working from home and we are homeschooling at this time, as we claiming, there's a little difference. One, because most of us are uh, picking up packages from the school or getting information from our children's uh, teachers of what we're supposed to follow and what we're supposed to do. I think I, with my uh, one of my twins, I've picked up about two packages. Now with my daughter with special needs, and this was an issue that I've had, and I, I'll talk about that later that I actually spoke up about because of her disability, it was like, okay, just very fluid as far as what her assignments is. Um, what her assignments are, my apologies. With my oldest daughter, I think it was this, it was about the same. And my son had definitely strategic packages and up-to-date information with his teachers and communication and constantly bringing out work. But basically we're following a system and a structure. There is not a parent, you know, coming up with whatever we're doing, we can schedule the time of day that we're doing, but we're still following the guidelines based upon the state and based upon the school that we have our children in. So I hope that kind of under, you know, let everyone knows the difference. Are you working from home? Yes. A lot of us are. I have to communicate with my principal, my team, my students, and I am updating online and doing different things. Yes. But at, and I'm working from home and I'm working with my children. The, the flexibility and the comfort I have is because I'm a former homeschooling parent. So, you know, I kind of know our, our workflow and it's not as hard with working with my children and they kind of enjoy it. I'm kind of like getting a little too comfortable. I'm like, OK, it's going to be hard to get back. But there is a difference. So I like to call myself. I even updated some stuff from my uh, my pretty much my social media page. If you've been following me and I've been I started I started on Instagram when I was a homeschooling parent. So pretty much I've always showed different uh, different parts of our life when it came down to learning and different places we would visit and do some things we would do at our co-op. So pretty much with me, it's no different. Whether you follow me on social media via Instagram or Facebook. Now with some, this is their first time, you know, give them a little grace, homeschoolers. They're, they're overwhelmed. They're taking it in. Some of them are excited about it. Some of them frustrated about it. So, you know, during this time, I think we both need to give each other grace and give each other respect. 
and not really get on the sides. So that's just, just my opinion on it. If you, you know, share your thoughts, I don't mind if someone, you know, disagrees with me, but that's all I'm saying. Give each par- each party grace during this time. If this is your first time being at home and you are working with your children and you also uh, are balancing work. I know that's hard. Believe it or not, a lot of homeschoolers uh, did that too. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't know. Some of us, like myself, we work from home and we still were homeschooling our kids. So, you know, it, it gives people a little bit more of an insight for homeschooling for those who thought that we were like on the island by ourselves or some weirdos when we made the decision to homeschool because it wasn't like that. So I think they kind of have a a little bit more of an understanding and possibly a respect for teachers and educators to know what we deal with. Cause there are some parents I'm trying to tell you that was Billy never did that. I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm telling you Dante. Now he won't lie. I'm telling you he won't lie. And now they have Dante and Billy at home <laughs> and they see exactly what we've been talking about at that school. Yes. I'm saying, yeah. This may be true story. All right. And then I'm hoping as homeschoolers, this is a great opportunity, especially if you are a blogger or a vlogger, um, hope I'm saying that right, that you can give some insight and some helpful tips for those who are doing the transition during this time. Because right now we don't know how long this is going to last. So it'd be great to give some helpful tips and that way we don't do the debates. So that's my opinion on that. Moving on to the next question. What are some helpful tips for those of you all who are working from home and who are balancing social distancing learning activities from the school and, you know, keeping your children abreast of everything that they need to do while also, you know, say juggling work. So one of the things I'm going to tell you is be sure to set up a schedule. Now, I'm not trying to tell you to wake up at 645 in the morning. This the time you should be happy. Like, yes, no one really has to, you know, wake up like that. All right. You know, you're you know your work guidelines and your responsibilities that you're supposed to do. And then you have the information that you have from your, for your children of what they're supposed to do. So our ages vary. Again, I'm in the situation similar. So once you know the assignments that you have to do, that's how you set up your, your schedule. If you know you have to be on a conference call, I know it's hard for those of us who have younger children or children, again, who may have certain, certain needs that require more attention. It's kind of hard to do a conference call and you got wow in the background. Okay. So just being 100. So it's best for you to know and, and be upfront with your supervisor, your employer, your clients. If you are a, um, a business owner, you know, working from home, this is what you do outside of working for a supervisor. You know, everyone knows what's pretty much going on right now. And if someone is not willing to give that grace and understanding, sometimes you have to speak up. I know I had to do that. So speak up and share. All right. Then you set up your schedule. All right. And then you already know the the basics of lunch and snack. And trust me, all the kids are eating up. Uh, my gosh, all the food from house out of home. So they're all eating up everything. So <laughs> set up you know, your schedule where you have the time where you're going to have your quiet time to focus on your work and your time dedicated to work with them. So I do this with my younger three. Well, I'll have an assignment where one can do this independently. The other one I'll be assisting and I may have another one on the book and then I just rotate it out. And then with my son, He pretty much works very well on his own. So I'm not necessarily 
like hands on with him. But I do go back in and check and see, hey, do you need any help? What are you doing? And I watch like that. But it's not like I have to be as direct with him as I have to do with my daughter with special needs or my or her sister, her twin sister. And I just rotate it out. And then like, okay, state, each state has guidelines when it comes down to how long, if you, if you registered as a homeschooler, what you were supposed to do. I think years ago with us, it was like 44 hours. However, this is a little difference. And that's why there is a difference between homeschooling and social distant learning, because the flexibility is on us. It's not necessarily a set time. Now you may have some rigid teachers. It's like, make sure they spend 45 minutes on this and da on that. And you can, you pay, you space it out. If you have one laptop, again, you rotate it out. I love that my phone acts as a, a little mini laptop that I can let the uh, one, one twin work on IXL.com. That's my favorite learning site that I actually use as a parent that I can do my own diagnostic test of my children's learning ability. And I don't really have to worry about the, you know, I don't worry about what the teacher say, but what, you know, the school would necessarily say they have their own um, learning platform online that they like the children to use called iReady. Have them alternate. I have mine alternate between both, but I follow my own on that. So I may have one on the laptop again there. I have another one. She's working on her 30 minutes of reading. The other one may be drawing a picture. So you learn how to do your rotations. You do a schedule and then give your give yourselves grace. Give yourself grace. You're not set to do a whole eight hours or nine hours. You know, you don't have to do that. You know, there's some debate about even if it should be long. When you really break down the school system and the hours, a lot of it has to do with helping out. I mean, you know, ooh, it's deep, though, but it's the the workforce with the with the hours. It really is. But when you work with your children at home, you will see and, and really be hands on with them. The benefit of that is you're actually seeing what they're doing and give yourself patience. If they need manipulatives, if they're working on subtraction, give them manipulatives. If they can't, if you see they're struggling with some of us and some of us have struggling learners, I have a struggling learner. So in having a struggling learner, or I would say a challenging learner, I would like to say that better is giving them grace. Okay. So just, you know, give yourself grace, give yourself grace, pace yourself, create a schedule and then rotate it out and make sure you throw in, in this time, some way you all can do some type of fitness and meditation. And there's some great videos on YouTube when it comes to that. And this goes into my next Q and a question of what are some helpful tips for special needs parents doing the social distancing learning spell with COVID. So this is very um, challenging for our babies because those of us who have children with autism, um, ASD is what my baby has. And so like I said, it's different with everybody's situation is different, but, um, one of the things it helps out if you have a routine for them, do your best to communicate with their teacher, to uh, follow through with the routines that they have, and then do your best to do so at home. Is it a challenge doing it with multiple children? Yes, it is. But keeping them to with a routine will help you out and them and will help them cope because the children miss their structure too for those who you know who went to school outside of the home so try your best to keep a routine communicate with the teacher look online and see uh, research activities to see what is available for 
examples that you can do social distancing learning at home. I'll do my best during this time as well to to do more post updates on that. But basically with my daughter, I give her the breaks that she needs when she needs breaks. And I know that she likes and prefers digital online learning. So I try to make sure she has that in addition to her writing. And I give her her little manipulatives and she has her breaks. She loves her bubbles. I got to make sure I keep bubbles around. And then she loves she's 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 a go getter. So she likes to go out. She's a busy bee. So I know in the afternoons, I know a park is completely out of the question. We have a playground in the backyard, but we have a little track. So we'll go, uh, go to the track in the afternoons or early in the, in the morning. Well, I will say midday, not too early. So that way she has her outdoor time and then let her, you know, watch her videos that she likes learning videos. Cause she, and that's her thing. She loves her learning videos. So that's pretty much what I do. And I spoke with her teacher today. She communicated with me. I sent her some pictures of some of the things that she was doing at home. So keep that open line of communication with their therapist and also with their teachers to see what activities they did and see what they can uh, um, advice they can give you so you can do at home. All right. So this is a wild, wild card question. It is how do you handle pop over guests? especially during COVID-19. So I'm going to answer you this question very quickly. You don't. <laughs> First of all, I don't really care for a popover guest. I really don't. Um, it's a different day and time. Now, my grandmother was the only house that I can just recall. You could just pop over. And it was just like, well, my grandparents, it was like, hello, you know, and it was always that, you know, being down south in the country in Georgia, you could just pop over, sit on the front porch. And it just, there was no question. Again, my grandmother was retired and my grandfather was retired. Wasn't no big deal. Now it's a lot different now. You pop over now. I'm going to tell you the truth. If you pop over uninvited, it's a meme about that. I will look at you from the window. (laughs) but I'm not opening up that door. Now, have I, all right, have I ever popped over one time? Maybe one time years ago, one time I popped over a friend house and we had a discussion and it was simple and it, and it ended, wasn't nothing bad, but you know, it was like not a discussion of me popping over, but we just had like a girl talk moment, but just to pop over somebody's house, definitely not right now because you don't want to get yourself or your children of any family member at the home exposed to the virus. Oh gosh. In my last podcast, I mentioned the word disease. So please forgive me for that. Okay. I don't know how to edit that out, but yeah. So when it comes down to the virus right now, we're all talking about our safety and the best well-being for everybody. So you're not being rude when it comes down to, you know, not entertaining popover guests and you don't, don't, don't do that to anybody. Don't, don't make them feel awkward with that. I don't care if you were you know, around about just happen to be in a neighborhood. Don't take it as disrespectful. You got to put yourself, put yourself in the other person's shoes. You never know if somebody was in the mix of doing something. What did they have another guest over? Heck, did they even have on clothes? You don't know. <laughs> so with that being said, please don't pop over people's house, especially during COVID-19. Call on the phone, text before you come, regardless of this situation was going on or going on or not but no do not pop over anybody's house and you do not have to entertain that and you don't have to be rude but you do have a right to set boundaries oh man i oh i love these q a's you can send me some q a's by emailing me at purposefieldmommy at gmail
Hey, thanks so much for joining me for the Purpose Filled Mommy with Minnie Marie podcast for our Q&A Thursday. Remember, you can also send in your topics and questions and thoughts by emailing me at purposefilledmommy at gmail.com. You can also DM me on any of my social media platforms, preferably Instagram or Facebook. Also, you can make sure that you like the Facebook page and stay connected and you can follow me at PurposeFeelMommy with MinnieMarie.com for all your latest tips and cool blog posts, okay? So stay connected with that and I enjoy connecting with you all. Make sure you stay safe, wash your hands, stay positive, make the best out of this situation by connecting with those you love and making meaningful moments, okay? So that's how we're going to get through this thing together. And remember, you are your child's first teacher, no matter what decision you made. All right. So you know what I'm going to say? I love you, but God loves you more. And do not stop over nobody's house unannounced. Bye-bye.